Not sure where I got cut off, but I did. It's crazy. So yeah, cooking is a, it's interesting. It's like a chop challenge. You know, I'm like, uh, it's like a, my, my, my little daughter, daddy, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, open the fridge. What do you got? Half a jar of olives, mayonnaise, Q-tip, don't know why, and some jello. Huh, can I make for a six-year-old that she'll actually enjoy with those ingredients? Hey, babe, how about some jello stuffed olives? What? Never mind. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. And uh, for all you motherfuckers that are worried about the virus and packages, and oh my God, he's going to live on the packages and packages. You can't really survive on rough surfaces, like uh, cardboard, paper, stuff like that. It's really good on smooth surfaces, like glass, metal. That's when it could live for like eight years, and then it could like attack you in your sleep and, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So if you do get an Uber Eats order and you're still paranoid, and uh, blah, 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 just nuke it. Whatever it is, just take it right in the bag, whatever it's in, the same thing the driver hands you, and just put it in the microwave, 30 seconds. 30 seconds in the microwave kills pretty much everything. Yeah, because it's radiation and shit, so you don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? So I also don't know what it is about a pandemic or epidemic that will urges people to make bread. But I was trying to get flour the other day at a store because I ran out of pancake mix and they didn't have that. So I was like, fuck, all right, I gotta get flour to make my daughter pancakes. So I was looking for the flour and the flour aisle, wouldn't you know it, of course it's empty. And it's so funny because like when you're searching for shit, I searched the aisle, must have, I must have walked up and down that aisle like 10 times. By like right by the giant gaping gap of where all the flour is, but it's not there, so I'm still looking for it. Fuck. So finally, for eight dollars, eight dollars, I bought like half a pound of rye flour. Rye flour, yeah. Two things I thought of is uh, Russian dark bread and then fucking whiskey. So finally, I go to the lady, I was like, uh, excuse me, do you have any yeast, any live yeast? And she like looks at me like, like, it's like we're dating. And then, like, uh, I didn't, like, forget to put the toilet seat back down. I never picked it up. I just peed on it and just walked away. And then on top of that, I dropped a deuce. I dropped a deuce before that, didn't flush, then peed on the toilet seat and walked away. She looked at me like that when I asked her for yeast. I was like, uh, listen, babe, I'm sorry. It's my toilet seat. Like, I live here, you know? So you too? You want yeast too? And I was like, yes, I also want yeast. I'm so sorry that everyone that you've met today have wanted fucking yeast. What the fuck? Do you have it or no? She's like, no. So like, so why are you even? Never mind. Do you have dry yeast? No. So 86 all yeast. Copy that. Why? Sure enough, I was checking in this dude that I work with, and he's like over 50. So I think that's where you have to start to worry. So I was checking in on him, making sure he's still, you know, kicking. Um, and he's sure enough, he's like, ah, I'm pulling out the the loaf of bread I baked out of my oven, and I was like, where'd you get the yeast? You know. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I had to do dry yeast and I made a sourdough starter. It's like, what the fuck? Chicks are baking banana bread all over Instagram. It's just like, what's going on? Why bread? What's... There's still bread in the stores. There's actually like, the only thing that's not in the stores is fucking toilet paper. Well, everyone else's stores. And then yeast, you know? So it's interesting. <sighs> I forgot where I was going. But I'll remember. Yeah. So that's the other thing is that people don't fucking know anything about this virus. Like, I don't know how many people are out there that know and they don't know, but I know that there's a lot of people out there in general, and then a bunch of them don't know shit. So, like, I was at a party once, 
and everyone who was like ostracized that I was a chef. It was mostly dudes. I was I was with I was with the only girl I was at the party. It was like eight dudes and her and me, and uh, these guys were like all over me, and not like in a sexual way. They were like, "Oh my God, you're a chef! Oh my God, please tell me how to do this! Please tell me how to do this!" And I was just like, "What do you mean how to do that? How do you, how do you cook a steak? Like you put salt on it and you fucking pepper, and then you put it in a pan, screaming hot pan." He goes, "What do you mean screaming hot pan? What about my smoke alarm?" And I was like. You just put a plastic bag over it. What do you mean? What do you better These people don't know, didn't know how to cook a steak. Like, they're guys. They're like 30 years old. They don't know how to fucking cook a steak. What the hell? And maybe, like, I'm skewed because I've been doing this for a long time and it's my profession. So I naturally assume that everyone knows how to do things. But, like, there's a lot of people that don't know how to cook a steak or why spinach is green in a restaurant and it's not green at your house when you cook it. You know? So, like, I could only imagine that the coronavirus has a similar effect. Like, Half the people walking around with face masks and dingleberries under their nails. No idea what the fucking thing was going on. Trevor Noah, the guy that runs uh, the, the Today Show or the whatever, the Late Show, he had a very informative interview with uh, the CDC or the CEO of diseases. Like this old dude that basically is just like, he runs the shit in terms of viral dis- diseases. And he's let off with like, this is my worst nightmare. And I was like, oh, cool. This guy's... This guy's real, like, sucks. The respiratory disease, blah, blah, blah. And he told you everything you needed to know. Why you should rinse that mouth, when you should wash your hands, why you should worry, when you shouldn't worry, when are you a dick, when you're not a dick. All, all those things like that, right? And all these things I've already found out about from Russia, because Russia, unlike America, is like a, the dark net. Like, there is no dark net or light net in Russia. It's just net. So when you go on to the Russian, uh, let's say the Russian Google, it's called Yandex, and you look up knife fighting videos, it's not going to be fat guys with wooden knives. They're going to be fucking dudes like duking it out. So here you have to go to World Star Hip Hop, or you got to go to like the dark web to see that shit. Just plug anything in Yandex, so you'll get the information right away. So this guy pretty much tells us like all, all the things that you're supposed to know. But what I was thinking in my head was what this guy actually knows. Like, he's the, he is the end-all, be-all to the viral diseases. How much does he actually know about what's going on? Like, how, how is it that there was a trial and some guy got called out by another dude, two Congress dudes, wearing suits, real serious shit. He gets called out by saying, do you think that the coronavirus is a hoax of the day? And the guy wouldn't answer the question. Like, he just kept saying, this is a really serious matter. But he wouldn't answer the question. Like, he wouldn't say, no, of course not. I don't think it's a hoax. I think it's real and people are dying. He didn't say that. But he also didn't say, yeah, I think it's a hoax. He just wouldn't answer the question. He kept saying it's very important, very serious. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, there's, obviously, it's not a hoax. Like, if it's a hoax, then this is the greatest scam or heist that's ever been pulled in history, because there's a trillion dollar fucking stimulus, trillion dollars, that's like a big, big number, two trillion or something like that, it was a crazy amount of money, but then again, all money is dead anyway, because, I mean, I wasn't, Nixon spent it all already, or something like that, so now it's a Federal Reserve note, because it's just a debt, basically all the money is debt, so anyway, long story short, like, I wonder what this guy, the CEO of diseases, actually knows about the virus where it came from. Now we have another guy 
Harvard, the first chair or the end all be all in Harvard of chemistry, biochemistry. So he is the top dog, the OG of biochemistry in Harvard. He just got arrested because he accepted $56,000 a week plus 150 grand for living expenses and then like $1.6 million from the Chinese government to open up a bunch of labs in China. So I don't know about this hoax or not, but you got people, we got the top dogs in Harvard getting paid to open up chemistry labs in China for millions of dollars. Something is going on here, I think, more than respirators, more than Jose Andres on the cover of Time magazine with a big pot and a wooden stirrer that he's putting on the floor, which, by the way, Mr. Chef Andres, I hope you don't use that stirrer in the fucking soup you're making because it's on the floor. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so most of the people that are walking around with these face masks and are all scared, they don't know what the fuck's going on. In fact, they probably already had it and passed it. There was an article that said, could the, could the cold that you had in December have been the coronavirus? And I was like, what do you mean in December? It started in January. Like, no, it started in November in China, actually. And it just got noticed in January. But what's really going on, nobody knows. Now, I have a friend. She's not a friend. She's actually the mother of my child. And I love her. I do, really. But she can be a little out there sometimes, just like me. Um, she has this crazy, crazy fucking conspiracy theory like like this is the this is the deepest conspiracy theory she's she loves that kind of stuff like she, she's all about it and like i like it too it's fun you know but like this one she even says she goes i'm deep in the rabbit hole i was like yeah neo you better get trinity morpheus to fucking come get you out this thing is like bananas all right apparently there's a conspiracy theory that this whole thing was made up for Trump to get the president, but not just to get the president. Trump cares not about being the president again. This is about people eating children. I swear to God, don't turn it off. Don't laugh. I'm not fully vested in this. I'm just telling you what I heard. There's this serum, apparently, called Androchromanugilabulabel or some shit like that, that is extracted from the adrenal glands of young children when they're being terrorized. So it's just basically like the worst possible thing you could have. It's like, <laughs> it's like you have to light a church on fire, put a bunch of puppies in it, and then drown everything. Wait, you're supposed to light it on fire first and then drown it? Yeah, that's what you do. And that's how you get the serum. So you have to terrorize little kids, then extract it from their adrenal glands, and it's supposed to be this addicting drug. And like all of the, I mean, the conspiracy theories, like all the big wigs are on it. Like Will Ferrell is apparently like the lieutenant of this children eating army and stuff. And like Oprah Winfrey's got tunnels under her house where they snuck these children in. And a couple of things that are popping up on the internet kind of fall in line with this. Like the INS flying kids out of a country, like to go here, like in the middle of the epidemic. Why? And it's just like, whoa, if people are really fucking doing this shit, because that's fucking crazy. And two, where can I get some of this adrenal stuff without actually having to terrorize kids? Because that's fucked up. Like, we made a virus. can we just make that? But yeah, so Trump, what he's doing is he's doing this virus thing as a way to get all these people 
to commit, I mean, to um, confess to their crimes, kill them, or like disappear, I guess. So I think the rest of the conspiracy theory goes that there will be 10 days of darkness, which means I think we're all going to go snake bliskin, escape from New York for 10 days. And that's when Trump and the Navy SEALs are going to go around and pop everybody. And then everything's going to come back to normal. And then he's going to use the money from all the people that he's killed and arrested to erase all our debt. Like every single debt that America has is going to be erased because of Trump. And to tell you the truth, I never, ever, ever thought that there would be a conspiracy theory that makes Trump the good guy. Like he's like the hero. <laughs> Which, if this works out, first of all, it'd be great because I hate debt. But uh, yeah. People are eating children. It's fucking crazy. And this coronavirus is a hoax. Yeah, tell that to the guy that's like wheezing next to me on the bus. And tell that to the rest of the people on the bus that are scrammed into one seat because they're worried about the wheezing guy. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I haven't made a episode in a while because I didn't have any fucking content not in the restaurant anymore so no one's calling out no one's you know rummaging about clocking out before they should or after they should or whatever no one's doing any shady shit that I can see so it's kind of weird man like I got nothing to talk about I guess well I mean I've got some stuff but it's just gonna be about me I'll give you guys a story about the restaurant but basically like I vacuumed everything I've had to vacuum in my house I vacuumed my floors, my countertops, I dusted, cleaned my toilet. I vacuumed my bathroom fan. That's when I put the vacuum down. When you take apart your bathroom fan, take the light off and then take the thing off and then you vacuum it, that's how you know you've cleaned a little bit too much. Maybe time to go do something else. I haven't been watching TV like ever anymore, so I didn't really want to get into that. And I know if I pick up an Xbox remote, I'm not going to put it down until... I don't know, until I die. So I just stood away from that, try to do all kinds of different things, like outdoorsy stuff. Like I built a shoe rack, and I painted it turquoise for my daughter. It's her favorite color, so now I have a turquoise shoe rack. Shit like that. You know what I mean? Can't find, can't get a date. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's like, this reminds me of the time in the restaurant industry. Like, it was, I had a dry spell. I didn't have a girlfriend, and I didn't get laid for like, it was like four months. And uh, it was it was bad. Like I was, I was like, you know, everything was kind of penting up. A lot of aggression, a lot of tension, all kinds of stuff. You know, pimples. So I was like, what am I gonna do? Like, damn, like I gotta get late. Like, and then finally, like, I knew this girl that we were working with. She was a, a waitress server, and she was like the you know the uh, the uh, really friendly one in the restaurant industry. Let's put let's put it that way. She was real friendly. She had a reputation for being real friendly. And she had a boyfriend who she was completely cheating on, like everyone else. And it was just terrible. I felt bad for the guy, but whatever. It was like, fuck it. She finally broke up with him, or he broke up with her, or whatever it was. So I was like, oh my God, I got my shot. Like, here we go. I'm going to get fucking late. Fine, it's been four months. Woohoo. So, like, I put in like three dates of etiquette into her. Like, you know, we, we go out after work, blah, 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 drink, nothing happened. It's like, what the stuff? I must have, must have done something wrong. Maybe she got too drunk. Maybe I got too drunk. Like, I didn't get laid. Like, she, she fucking, she gives it up in the walk-in, in the, in the fridge. Like, what's, what do you mean? I got to take a buy her beers. I still didn't get anything. 
So then on the third day, like, we made out. Finally, I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to do it. So, like, we were in my car. We were making out. And I started taking off her shirt. And then she's like, kind of stops me. To which I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? You're, what? like, I hated to say it to her. But, like, aren't you, like, a slut, kind of? Like, isn't this supposed to be the thing? And I was totally a dick back in the day. Not that I'm not now. But, of course, wouldn't you know it? It's like the one time that I really just wanted to get laid. She picked me as the one to go steady with and, like, to change the error of her ways. And she's like, I don't want to make the same mistakes I made in the past. And what do you mean mistakes? You banged everybody at work except for me. That's the only fucking mistake I think you made. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. I ended up banging eventually, but it took forever. It's like, fuck. I think I actually broke my spell before her. And I just did that one just to put the notch on the belt. Because I was like, God damn it, man. I wasted, like, 16 beers, you know? And that's, like beers at TGI Fridays that's like serious shit it's like nine bucks or seven bucks or whatever so like I don't know what to do and I'm pretty sure everyone else feels the same way with this quarantine like you just sit at home and you sit at home and you sit at home and the first week is kind of like okay it's cool you clean like everything you reorganize stuff you bring out all your your, your spring clothes and your summer clothes and you think about that for a minute and then a day like today comes it's fucking 35 degrees and you're like, shit, where are my fucking sweaters? I put them away already, you know? Like, damn it. No one's walking their cats today, huh? Yeah. So, like, since I got detained, I uh, haven't had my car, so I've had to walk more than I normally do, <clears throat> which is actually not bad because at work I walk a lot. So I kind of want to keep up that routine, like astronauts have to train in space, you know? So I'm kind of walking to just keep up my steps. And uh, it's crazy how many things you see walking obviously because you're going slower than you do driving so like how many things you get to like witness how many things you get to um uh, notice that you haven't noticed before and uh for the most part i think it's the people the people are just they're just so ridiculous like with this it's it's good ties into the same thing with the whole face mask uh dingleberry thing like you're wearing a face mask but you got a dingleberry on your hand like these people are, like, shunning away from you. Like, you are the plague. Literally, like, the black plague. God forbid they're over 40 years old. They're running across the street before they even fucking see me. Right? But So it's just, like, it's funny because, like, they, they'll cross, like, 20, 30 yards before you, before they cross paths with you. They'll cross the street. So you're thinking kind of, like, your natural instinct is kind of like, ah, man, this, you know, this person doesn't like me. But then, like, you know, everyone's been saying, wave, be nice, this is a crisis, like, you know, be nice to everyone else. It's like, they shun away from you on the other side of the street, but then they wave, you give you the warmest, like, hello, and you're like, fuck you, you know, like, I guess it's because I already had the virus, and I'm not even contagious anymore, so I just, I can't infect anyone, like, it doesn't matter, like, if people are saying, like, you know, uh, people with no symptoms, like, stay inside because it means life or death for somebody else, like, yeah, I know, I get it, if you're fucking contagious, but if you're not contagious, and you've already had it, and you're immune, like, you're good, you could walk around, do your thing I walked into a 7-Eleven Thank God this store Didn't have a fucking mask on It was just a guy I bought a, I bought a coffee And I bought a, um, a roll And like you could tell Like the essential people The ones that still have to work And I gotta give it to the guys That are, are working in my job They're working for like Like less pay than normal They're working twice as hard So uh, kudos to you guys I wish I could do it with you But I got fucking shoved You know um, Actually I don't wish I could do No I don't wish I could work for half No fuck that But I'm You know what I mean so you can tell, like, the essential people, they're, like, starting to get pissed, like, at the fact that, like, they're working and everyone else is not. 
And they just kind of have like that mean mug, like you know the one kid that comes in hungover and he's all pissed off at everyone. You don't know why, but he's because he's hungover. And he's like, "Fuck you." That's like literally what every worker is right now that's working still. They're like, "Oh, fuck these guys," and they're off. And unemployment's giving them an extra six hundred dollars, and there's grants, and there's all kinds of things. And people are like treating us nicer because we got unemployed and we got furloughed. Oh, we feel so bad for you. Like I'm good, man. I mean, I'm not good, but like I'm okay. I paid rent. Like I'm chilling. I don't have to work for all this time, and then. With a promise to get my job back, like, it's great. I think I'd much rather do this than work, but I don't like the whole unemployment gig because they still treat it like like you're unemployed. Like, they don't... They, there is a mention of the coronavirus on the unemployment thing. First of all, getting to the unemployment, like, getting... Filing it is nearly impossible. It's like calling... Back in the day in the 90s, you used to call radio stations like KTU or fucking K-Rock. Try to get, like, uh, tickets or something, and you would fucking call them, and then busy, call them, busy, busy, busy. That's what it is. I forgot my internet password because that's the best place to fill it out. They're like, oh, we're on the website and fill it out. I was like, dickhead, last time I filled out unemployment, I was like fucking 19. I don't remember who the f- what I wrote for my first grade teacher's name. I probably wrote like, go fuck yourself. I tried that. Didn't work. So I tried it too many times. They told me I had to call the office. So I called the office like 100 times. And it just straight up says like, they don't, it's not even busy anymore. It just says like, we're experiencing two high volume calls at this time. Go fuck yourself. Please come back later. Mahalo. So, like, I'm like, this is, for seriously? So I called at 8 a.m. on the dot. Nothing. 12, nothing. 1, nothing. I called him at fucking 2 in the morning once. The same message came up. We're experiencing high volume. Wait a minute. This is in New York. Like, it's still Eastern time. What do you mean high volume? These motherfuckers just left the phone off the hook and went drinking. Jesus Christ. Finally, I got through to them. And they're treating me like I'm unemployed. Like, 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 have you been looking for work? I'm like, no, I haven't really been looking for work because nothing's fucking open. Like, what do you mean looking for work? Yeah, I'm looking for work. I'm gonna, I tried to see if somebody needed somebody assassinated, but I guess no, everyone's being nice because everyone's supposed to be nice to each other. So no one's killing anybody. Like, no, I haven't been looking for work. Well, well, have you actively been, have been trying to go to work? I'm like, no, dickhead. Again, I'm not fired. I'm laid off. There's a difference. Okay, I'm furloughed. I don't even know what that means, but it's it's furloughed. It's a load of fur. So, like, it's crazy because then, but then, same time, they, like, they hit you with the whole, like, we're we're hiring thing. So, like, you go in and fill out unemployment, and you're like, oh, man, this is fucking bullshit. How come no one's fucking picking up the phone? What's going on? And then they're like, well, we're hiring. Like, if you want to be one of the people that picks up the phone, nah, nah, I'm a player. I'm good. Walmart's hiring. I'm all set. ShopRite's hiring. Good, good, good. Thank you. That's wonderful. I don't want to be the guy that's pissed off at everyone because they don't have to work and he's working. I don't give a shit. I mean, if you pay me double, I will fillet all the salmon in ShopRite with, like, less time than anyone has ever done it before. No problem. Meat or whatever. So, like, it's very interesting because, like, at the same time, like, when you're at home, you start seeing yourself developing habits you normally don't have because you're not home that often. So, like, when you're not home that much, you don't have to clean that much because you don't make as much... you know, mess, much, much of a mess. And I'm sure that it goes double and triple and quadruple for the people with families because the whole family's fucking home. Like, like it's me, I'm by myself. Like, I have my daughter for two days and then my, my house turns into a, a hurricane of, of, like, unicorns and then, like, pink things and Shopkins and all kinds of shit. And then she leaves and she goes back to her mom's. I clean up everything and now it's nice. And then, like, after that, like, when I'm, like, done cleaning my OCD shit, and I'm not a cleaner. I don't like to clean. I don't like to organize. I hate it, but... What else am I going to fucking do, you know? Monotony and sitting alone, not doing anything is even worse. So, like, I'm to the point where I get to, like, this clean stage where everything is, like, spotless. Like, fucking spotless. And I don't want to do anything. I don't want to move. Like, like, 
I don't want to move because I don't want to get anything dirty because I have to clean it again. Like, so I'll like, I'll like fart, you know, and then I'll just like wipe the counter that I'm next to just because. And then like, I'll take a step with my shoe because I forgot my, my glasses or my, or my keys or something. And then like where I step, I like have a small mop and I mop it right up. So it's like, I'm like, I'm like OCD, but it's to the, like, it's like actual OCD. Like I, <laughs> I don't close the door three times, like click, click, click. But like, I definitely wipe everything I touch immediately. Cooking has been a lot of fun. It's been like a chopped episode every time. So I had to share this. I'm uh, at the train station waiting to go to my job. <laughs> they fired me, so I still go back. No, I was at a bacon. They have really good bacon there. So I'm hoping to snag some. And uh, I'm not contagious anymore like I talked about it. So just relax, everybody. I'm allowed to be out. But what I wanted to say was the other day when I was walking through the city, the dude was just smoking crack like in the middle of the street. Like it was nobody's business. Like it was totally cool. Like it was a cigarette. Complete crack pipe. So in here, I'm at the fucking train station sitting down. It's cold, right? So I go into this like vestibule where it's warm. And I see this old dude walking around. Older, I guess, like in his mid-60s. He looked normal. Nothing wrong with him. Like whatever. So he walks in and walks out, walks back in. And then out of nowhere, like behind me, and I'm sitting against like the glass pretty much. It's like this crackhead lady pops up. I'm like, where the fuck did she come from? She's like a ninja. Then I kind of noticed the old guy's pants, and the old guy's pants are all ripped up. I mean ripped like like he caught, snagged something. Like, like he's been wearing these pants for a minute. Then they uh, proceeded to both huddle in the corner and start wrestling in their pockets with what sounded like cigarette cellophane, which probably means heroin because they weren't very hopped up. They were very slow and mellow and nice. So, like, I understand that there's a thing going on. And there's not a lot of cops out, and there's people that are staying home. But don't do heroin in the heating vestibule of the train, man. Come on, man. Just find yourself a bathroom. I guess you can't because they're all closed, but still, like, Jesus. And they kind of looked at me like, hey, dude, you going to, like, keep it moving or not? And I was like, yeah, I'll give you some room. Do your heroin. I'll, I'll be back, I guess, when you guys are passed out. Fuck. It's crazy. People are just, like, the criminals are running amok. I just realized I forgot a, a piece of culinary knowledge with the last, uh, with this episode. Like I said, I'm going to put a little bit of everyone. I'm going to make this quick. It's a potato dish called pomona, or in American language, sunflower potatoes. All right. Well, why? Because they look like a sunflower. I actually think that sunflower oil would be great, but sunflower oil is very, very potent. It's much stronger than olive oil or canola oil in flavor. So if you're going to use it, either dilute it with some canola or olive oil or use it very sparingly because it is going to overtake everything. Pomana is basically potatoes um, in a pattern that makes it look like a sunflower. And the way to get this done is you need a mandolin and you need a starchy potato. What's a starchy potato? It's a potato with a lot of starch. How do I know if it's got a lot of starch? Well, usually when you finish fucking with potatoes, you get white stuff everywhere, you know, like that. That white stuff, that's starch. Okay, waxy, there's waxy potatoes and there's starchy potatoes. Waxy potatoes are red bliss, the ones with the red skins that are kind of like every single catering you've ever been or wedding. The red bliss potatoes cut in half or quartered with paprika and uh, dried rosemary. Those are waxy potatoes. And then the baked potatoes, the Idaho potatoes, Yukon Golds, uh, the regular potatoes, those are starchy. So that's what you need. You don't have to peel them, but it's better to do it looking, looking nice. So you peel two potatoes, get yourself a mandolin, and you slice them up. If you don't know what a mandolin is, look it up. I'm not explaining that shit. It's not a musical instrument. If you don't have a mandolin, it's like 10 bucks, dude. Just get it. 
use the guard at first because you will cut your finger off. But yeah, it's the best way to cut a potato or something like a carrot in uniform slices. If you're good with a knife, if you want to pack this, that's good too. But they also have to be pretty thin, probably like four millimeters, five millimeters thick. Slice them all up, and then you take a pan, and you take some butter, throw it in the pan, like a good amount of butter, like nice potatoes, you know, you're going all out. And then put a little oil. Now, I usually mix oil with butter for one reason and one reason only, is to increase the smoke point, to raise it. Smoke point is at which point the temperature of the fat that you're putting in starts to smoke and burn. Uh, butter is low, oil is higher. Canola oil is the highest, which is why we use it for fry. You do that until the butter starts to just start to melt, start to do that noisette, the burn noisette, which is a hazelnut. I don't know if you remember that. And then you start laying the potatoes down, little by little, one by one, overlapping each other like dominoes that have fallen in a circular pattern. And then you tuck the last one underneath the first one to make it all nice and pretty. Lower the heat, because if you have the heat too high, you're going to burn it. And if you have the heat too low, you're not going to cook them well enough. What happens is the starch from the potatoes acts as a binding agent, actually, in this case, and holds all the potatoes together to make them one cake. You know, you can do this on a big pan, and then you can slice it up, or you can do it on a small little pan, just one guy. Um, that's basically it. And you throw a little garlic in at the end if you want some herbs. And when you flip it over, you got to cook both sides, obviously. You flip it over, you can crack an egg on it. And that's a good breakfast. It's like a good breakfast potato thing if you have the pomana and then you have the egg and bacon. Right. That's it. Oh my God, I'm terrible for junkies in there.